Yes, we are. We're just coming in hot. <laughs> or cold. Coming in cold, coming in fresh. <laughs> coming in. That's the important thing. But welcome to the show. It's a shame. Yes. It's uh, not a shame that you're here. It's no. a shame. It's a shame that that's the name of the podcast. <laughs> and that you got confused. Yeah. That's a shame. But no, welcome to it's a shame. Yeah, don't be confused. Yeah, you're fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the podcast about uh, dismantling shame episode by episode, different topics. Yep. Uh, Getting it out of uh, the closet and into the open so yep. it can walk right on out of here. Down the sidewalk to meet with <laughs> friends and have a good time and be like, I'm not ashamed. <laughs> um, I'm Danielle Nelson. Yes. And I am Lily Rogers. And we are um, going to drive you through today's journey. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a journey it shall be. Yes. We do variations of prepping for the show. And today was literally like, we had a conversation about the topic earlier in the week. And then we just literally like sat down together and we're like, all right, let's go. Mm -hmm. So (laughs) this is, this is exciting. Yeah. The whole show is going to be brand new information basically. Yeah. I have, well, I have my brand new information. I know I'm, I am coming in hot with my brand new information. But it was, I was thinking about it when I was driving over here. Um, so it's not brand new information, but there's this thing that's been happening. Okay. So I'm driving over to your house mm-hmm. and I spy two guys who are about our age. They're both wearing like hip kind of vintage dad clothes, like uh-huh. cool jeans with like cool shirts. One of them has like a baby sling so he has like a small, small baby and he's pushing another baby in a stroller and he's got like a beer, like in a koozie kind of thing. And then the other dad has like a toddler and like a cool little push wagon and they're just like two cool dads and one of them has on like the vintage trucker hat. And I started thinking about how this new generation of dads is going to be different than any generation of dads that have come before just because the men are so different. Mm, yeah. And like, like for example, like the whole trend in Brooklyn that like nobody's kid calls them dad anymore. Apparently it's like Papa. Like, mm. yeah. Well, kind of is dad too stern now? I think dad is uh, done. Uh, dad is yesterday's news. It's like oh, okay. has been. Dad is now a fashion choice or a body type and not, you know, a state of being. No. Not a state. <laughs> you need to be a papa or like a pops or something cool. Interesting. You're, you know, you're Jeremy. You're not dad. Jeremy's a cool dude. <laughs> Jeremy will always be a cool dude. Jeremy saw the pumpkins live when they first came out. Like he's not a dad. Oh anyway, I just kept thinking about like I'm watching these two guys like one with a baby strapped to his chest like with their their cold ones like walking with their toddlers and I'm like I don't know it just seems like men are having a different moment as fathers right now mm-hmm. and and you know what it could just be that they're my age right and I I guess I never thought about you know what dads would look like if that makes any yeah, sense. Yeah, in just, your own weird. generation. Yeah. 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 And I mean, I think, you know, every generation kind of tries to either make up for the things that they were lacking in their own childhood and like overcompensating yes. or they kind of like just spin out the same tale, right? Yeah. So I think, you know, um, it was funny because I was listening to something recently and I can't remember. They were talking about like, 
they had been watching something and it was like an 80s show and they were like how the um divorce in the show is just presented as like so normal uh-huh um oh it was like um honey i shrunk the kids Mm. So I think that, like, in that movie, she, like, the mom is living at their grandma's house because they're having marital difficulties. Mm. Mm -hmm. And they were, like, the way that it's presented is just so nonchalant and so casual. Like, oh, mom's staying at grandma's because, you know, they're not getting along or whatever. And I was like, well, welcome to the fucking 80s where everyone's parents were either getting divorced or were divorced. Yeah. I was like, it was casual because it was so common and so prevalent. Yeah. And, like, parenting in the 80s was, like, single parenting. Yeah. And the 70s really like paved the way yeah so then it was like you know by the 80s people were like oh it's like going to mcdonald's like it's just so yeah. common or at least it felt like it because yeah growing up for sure you know but i'm also biased being like child of divorced parents but yeah. i mean i remember my parents going through it and it seemed like all my friends parents were getting divorced and it was just like this normal yeah this normal thing Totally. And I think, yeah, maybe this will be sort of the era or generation of like hands-on dads or sorry, hands-on papas. Hands-on papas. But maybe (laughs) a little too hands-on because, you know, Jamie and I have made an observation and I I don't know if I'm talking on a turn here. Please, I beg you to send me your hate mail about it or your opinion. (laughs) Um, Just direct it to Danielle um, and you can do that at uh, shamepot at Gmail. But here's my thing. I think these new papas are a little too hyper-communicative. We were taking the dogs on a walk the other day, and this guy passed us going to the pizza place near our neighborhood, and his son was probably six or seven, and he was literally, like, breaking down for him on a psychological level why it would be... um, He would impose upon his father if he asked for things that they hadn't already discussed getting. So, for example, he says... He's like... And, you know, and you do this and then we go in and then I have to tell you no, even though we've discussed it and I look like the bad guy and I don't like that. And so what, and I'm just like, and he's just like, so, you know, you're not going to play that with me and I know what you're doing and you know that I'm susceptible to feeling bad. And I'm like, sir, 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 sir. How was the kid taking it? Um, thousand mile yard stare or whatever Uh it's called. Yeah. I mean, it's. That's funny because, oh, Excuse bless me. you. Thank you. Um, I always, yeah, when I see people communicating or not communicating with their children and I'm like, oh, like it must not be possible or more people would do it. But like to actually like talk to your kids that mm-hmm. way and make a logical statement about like, <coughs> bless you. Thank you. <laughs> like not just like don't do that or stop doing that, but like why you don't do it. Yeah. Because guess what? You're being a little asshole who's annoying everybody around you. Do you mm-hmm. want to annoy everyone around right. you for the rest of your life? Do you want to be annoying? Yeah. <laughs> like, of course, then that's just going to put some I, psychological trauma on the kid too. But like being able to like express like in a logical way, we don't do this because of this. Yeah. I just thought that it was interesting because I just picture Papa's being really into like, don't make dad look uncool. Uh-huh. Like that was what... I guess the the piece of it that I found so fascinating was just it makes like, me look bad when you throw yeah, a fit. Yeah, it makes me look bad when you throw a fit, and then I have to be uncool dad. I have to be mean and put my discipline hat on. I mean, you know I hate that? Because I'm not dad, I'm papa, right? <laughs> Jeremy. I'm Jeremy. Papa Jeremy. Just call me Jeremy. I know mom doesn't like it. But... <laughs> yeah, oh, that's, yeah. I, I've noticed some of that, too. Um, I tend not to pay too much attention to... Um, 
strangers with children, but um, <laughs> well, I've, I've definitely seen some of that. It is kind of a whole new era of parenting. It's also an era of parenting where a lot of parents won't won't um, go a night without their children yes. until their children are like old. 10. Yes, until their children are like old enough to comprehend it. And yeah. I'm like, I don't know that that's okay. Yeah, I know. It's It's just... It's completely opposite from how I was raised, so yeah, that's just confusing to me. But then again, you know, I don't know how great it is to leave your kids overnight, you know, when they're too young either. So. Well, I feel like they have to have like safe attachment. Like you yeah. gotta like show them you're coming back, right? Mm. Like by never leaving, like you can't really build. You're gonna naturally build. I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not a fucking parent. Again, send your hate mail. Address it to Daniel. <laughs> I, I'm not a parent, but I would. I would just guess that. You know, not immediately leaving them overnight, but say you're going to spend the afternoon at grandma's and start that early and and they see that, hey, you said you'd be back in an hour and then you came back and then it's longer and longer time so that when they get to a certain age, like this is what my brother and sister-in-law have done. It's like there isn't the anxious attachment within the kids that was there early on because they consistently know that they can count on mom and dad to be back when they say they're going to be back. Yeah. So it's like, it's not like, what do you mean you're going away? Like we've never been apart. It's like, yeah, it's just like when you went to grant, you know what I mean? Yeah, like explain to the kids what are ha- what's happening to you. Because I think I told this story on this podcast before, but there was this one time where my parents, they were going somewhere and they left my sister and I with um, – at someone's house, like my dad's coworker or whatever. And we didn't really know them very well. And my sister made the joke to me because I was like crying and upset. She's like, and I like asked, no, it wasn't, it wasn't my sister. It was the person who was babysitting us. I asked when my parents were coming back and she's like, oh, they're not coming back. She was totally joking, but I did not, Aww. I was not old enough to understand that You're level like of humor. And I was just like, what is happening? And then I ran to my sister and was like sobbing and she was then made fun of me because she was like, You're an idiot. Um, <laughs> but but yeah like explaining stuff like that to kids I think is kind of important and maybe that over communication thing isn't so bad where it's like hey I'm dropping you off we're just going to dinner we will be back for you and then we can unpack your time and what happened like that's another thing that never happened where it was like how was your time like what happened yeah what happened what did you do and then also being able to talk to your kids and be like Dad and I did a night away and we like went to the casino. That's where real you, people. Yeah. And we did this and they had a buffet there and we got to eat lobster and we missed you, but it was so fun because dad and I really like having time together. Totally. Yeah. I'm writing a book on parenting just based on that moment. Awesome. Yeah. Let's no, do it. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I, I don't know. And, and I feel like it's not really like truly like brand new information, but I mean, it is in the sense that it's like worth pondering for me because I just don't understand. It's brand new observation. Brand new, <laughs> brand new observation information. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my brand new information is so vapid this week that I'm kind of excited about it. Um, I last night started watching. Oh, to my great shame, Love Is Blind. <laughs> What is that? Oh my God. Have you not heard of it or seen it? No. Oh Jesus. It's this new Netflix reality show where it's a dating show Mm -hmm. and they bring all these people. So like there's a women's side and a men's side and they like come into this like over-designed apartment and then Nick Lachey and Vanessa Lachey come out. 
Oh, if you could see us right now, we're both sitting at each other, shaking our heads no, in awe. Not in like, no, we don't like the laches, just in like, I know, I know. It's a lot. It's just to hear the the words Nick and Vanessa. Yeah. Lachey. Yeah. And they give a whole big speech about how love should be blind. And there's like studies that say that, you know, um, true happiness in marriage is more based on like common interest than it ever is on physical attraction and blah, 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 blah. So anyway, they get all these strangers. Doctors, Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Yeah, exactly. They're, they, they know what they're talking about. They've been married for what? Five years? Yeah. Um, anywho, so then... <laughs> After a while, they tell them the pods are open, and the pods are these little rooms what? <laughs> that have like couches and like blankets and stuff in it. And then there's this like really overly frosted blue lit door in between. Stop. Yeah. So on one side is a man, and on the other side is a woman, and they have dates, but they only talk because they can't see each other because they're in these little pods. What is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. It gets worse. So then after they go on their dates, and it's, I'm telling you, like a few days, then they have to decide if they want to, like, who they're vibing with, and if that person's vibing Based back with them. Based on who they, like, had a decent conversation yeah. with through frosted glass? Yeah, over, like, the course of a few days. Like, they meet for an hour here and there? I don't know. It doesn't really give you a clear indication of how long their conversations are. Or they just lock them are. in the pod indefinitely. <laughs> yeah, they're just there. No, I mean, you get the sense that maybe it's like an hour. Okay, so they go, the dates, quote unquote. Yeah. Like, you spend some time in the pod. Mm-hmm. So, and then if I were a contestant, I would go on dates with a couple different pod Yeah, I think that men. they all kind of run through each other and then they decide if they want to, like, talk to that person again or not. And then they kind of, I think, are, like, honing it down over, like, a period of time. And then they kind of have their favorites who they, like, keep Oh, my going God, is their feedback with. stuff, like, he has a great sense of humor and a great voice. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, of course it is. What else is it going to be? Yeah. yeah. And so they, they're, like, also, I mean, these people... They're like, oh my gosh, I've never gone that deep before. Like, they're getting oh, so deep by oh, having honey. these conversations. So anyway, that I haven't gotten to the worst part. <laughs> I don't see how, but I'm here for this. It gets worse. So after they decide this is the person who, like, I'm vibing with the most, they have to propose. Stop it. <laughs> and they can't meet the person unless the other person accepts their proposal. And then when they do accept their proposal, they meet in a hallway where, like, the frosted doors open and then they run at each other. And then Run at yeah. each other? And then he proposes in person. And then... She, oh, so she can't propose? Uh, some of them kind of try to mix it up, but most, like, it's set up for him to propose. Mm-hmm. And so then... Oh, and this has been, like, a week. Or at most, <sighs> like, ten days. This is... Uh... No, it's hilarious. So then they, they're they all engaged, and then the couples who actually make it through and end up getting engaged, they all together go on a group vacation to Mexico. Stop it. I promise you. Stop it. Well, what if they get fall in love with somebody else's... Well, that's why they do it. It must be. But here's the fucking thing. Somebody makes... So usually, like, when they're in Mexico, they're mostly on their own to, okay. like, bone and connect and, yeah. and, and sit in hot tubs. Try to and, have physical attraction. Yeah, and drink champagne and, like, chocolate-covered strawberries. Does it ever not work? Of oh, course. Yeah. There's one spectacular fail, and it's amazing. Um, 
But so then they go on a, they do meet up a couple of times, like with the rest of the people who are there in Mexico, because they're like at a resort and they like mm-hmm. set up these like group dates for them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so they're all just drinking. And then at one point, this woman says, well, this is kind of awkward because we've all dated each other. <laughs> like we were all just dating each other. In a pod. And she's less. like, I'm like, you know, I have like told this guy like some crazy things about me, but like now he's with her. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just a miracle. It's such a weird crazy show so i haven't seen the finale i haven't seen them leave mexico but once they leave mexico they all have to move in together not each couple has their own apartment but then they all move into one complex oh (laughs) this is okay so this is like this new trend right like 70 day fiance yeah or um it's just quick marriage the one that i watched like the first season of but I would fast forward through most of every episode because it really should have been a 10 minute show and it was like a 30 minute one but it was a lifetime one and I can't remember the name of it and it was like like a love at first sight Uh kind of thing and it was the same kind of thing where they're like these um, experts and like psychology and whatever have like like done all these crazy in-depth personality profiles and they've matched you based on like Uh the perfect personality profile and and yeah it was it was a train wreck I couldn't turn my eyes away I mean it is a train wreck and it's kind of fun to watch but I mean it's definitely like everybody's actually really attractive so it's not like there are any like Mm -hmm. whoa (laughs) I'm not gonna ever find this person sexy or whatever because they're all you know physically fit people who are attractive but all of that to say my brand new information about myself is that I think I'm getting better at spotting personality disorders. Oh, fun. <laughs> because there's this one character contestant, whatever they're called. I think she's na- named Jessica. Mm-hmm. And I was like right off the bat called it. And then she keeps displaying some like very intense personality dis- disorder behavior. Cluster and I, B. Oh, yeah. And I was like, nailed it from the beginning really? and like it just keeps coming out i feel like my work here is done <laughs> like that's it uh, oh that's that's wonderful yeah. yeah once once you know it's so oh just spotting the signs man yeah and then it was funny to like watch like certain behaviors and i yeah. was like oh that's classic <laughs> yeah well and i feel like they make for great reality television oh, it's like the it's best so for, dynamic for reality the TV. personality is so like everything is like turned up and there's always drama always Mm -hmm. oh okay was it love is blind yes love is blind love is blind and see here i am just getting through the second season of sex education oh yeah it's we'll finish that first i will i will it's been really (laughs) enjoyable yeah it's so good it's it's one of my favorites especially for something that's it's covering important issues, but it's also lighthearted enough to not be like, oh, God, now I want to, like, shoot myself. Yeah, it's it's really, and I'm like, I wish I had been able to watch this as a teenager. No, absolutely. You know, like, it's, oh, so, yeah. it's educational. It would have um, been really valuable, even just to learn, like, how to communicate with your peers and, like, hey, you know what? It's probably okay to talk about that stuff and, yeah. like, not feel so sad and alone. Yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. It's a really great show. And it's, like, my happy place show because it's very, like uplifting and I like the characters and it's aesthetically pleasing it is like when they're they're like walking through the forest all the Mm -hmm. time like when Mm -hmm. Otis and Erica was riding through the forest on their bikes and I'm like this was so pretty yeah it's a I don't know where it's shot Canada I think is it I thought it was definitely somewhere in the UK I feel like at the end it says something about Canada but maybe you know what no 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 I think the other show that I'm watching religiously which is 
The Outsider. Oh. I, th- I think that one's shot in Canada, mm. I think. Or maybe not. Maybe I randomly dr- had a dream <laughs> about a show. I mean, my brain is gargled mush. Because I just had a birthday. Yeah. Look at that classic segue. And today, today we're going to talk about a birthday shame. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea kind of came to us and we were talking about the many, many ways that one can be and feel ashamed about having a birthday. The, well, the obvious one is right, getting, getting older. older. <laughs> and then there are so many like little um, Easter eggs of shame mm-hmm. <laughs> hidden in birthdays to throw a party or not to throw a party for oneself. Right. Also, being a friend of someone and do I throw them? Parties are like a whole, parties are their own thing. Like, even feeling like worthy of a party. Yeah. Like, do I throw a party? Like, what do I need? And then you're like, do I do a group dinner? And you're like, people don't want to, you know, like yeah. it just becomes this whole thing. And it's all about you. And you're like, and then I do this thing where I'm like, I want to do something special, which is why I tended to try to travel and be out of town for my birthday mm-hmm. because it feels special but then I don't have to do this thing that makes me feel kind of like really self-indulgent that I did for many years where I was like throwing myself a party yeah because I wanted to dance and I wanted to drink and I wanted to eat lots of great food and just be with my people right and I wanted any excuse to do that and I love a theme party as you know yes um but now as I've gotten older I'm kind of like you know, just going out of town, having a nice meal. Yeah. I think that that's my preferred birthday style now, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. Getting out of town, it, it just like you said, it is nice because it, it takes so much pressure off. Yeah. It takes pressure off of other people. It takes pressure off of yourself. Yeah. It's just like, I'm not home just being sad, but yeah. at the same time, I didn't have to do this whole like self-serving shebang. Yeah. And it's so crazy, though, because, like, there is a part of me, like, and, you know, I say this without shame, I do love, like, a birthday party. And not, like, bring me gifts, like, um, but, like, it's more that, like, one of my favorite birthday parties, and, you know, I I mentioned on the podcast, my birthday is on Valentine's Day, was I threw a a party, and it was on, my birthday was on a Sunday, so I did it kind of during the day slash afternoon into evening, and it was um, like like champagne and hors d'oeuvres and uh, bad poetry or good poetry. But everybody who attended the party, um, you were there. You're nodding. You know? <laughs> yes, everybody, sorry. yes, <laughs> yeah. Um, but everybody like who came had to bring a poem, uh, something they'd written, something from a, a poem they loved. We had one friend who just read, song lyrics, read song lyrics. Um, they had some original compositions, some funny, some sad, some yeah, um, really dark. Um, but but like was, kind of about like sex and love, right? Right, love poems. Yeah, you know, they all had to be about like sex, love, lust, etc. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a fun party. It was a really fun party, and it was like it it was like the the best kind of birthday party I could have possibly had because like it wasn't it was it was about me in the sense that like it's my birthday but it pulls focus off you yeah and it's something I love which is like hearing poetry bad good and different a little bit of performance one hundo yeah yeah Yeah. that was I think just like that concept alone is a really fun idea for parties um but you know then there are the people like me who uh 
I guess, I don't even know how long ago, but like that would have been really, really hard for me. Like yeah. as it was, it was still a little like, oh, I'm reading a poem in front of people. Luckily I'd had enough wine, but, uh, yeah, I think that like focus of any kind on me is so hard, yeah. even if it's just like for like two minutes while I read a poem. Right. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I hate my birthday. Just cause you don't like the attention. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't at all. It makes me feel too, um, exposed hmm Yeah. It's it's kind of like um what what are you supposed to say and fill the space with kind of a thing? Like when you have like because this is what has happened as I've gotten older. If it's not a theme and then I I've tried to do something like a dinner or a whatever, people show up and they're very kind and they're very generous, and then I just feel like weirdly suddenly I want to be an introvert. And mm. I'm just like, thank you for coming. Like I'm almost like apologetic, and then I'm like, why am I doing this? It's very, but I get that what you, vulnerable is a good word. Yeah. Because it's just like, you asked me to come here because this is about you. Mm. So now I'm going to look at you. Right. And I'm going to talk to you. And I'm going to want you to do something. Yeah, exactly. Even if it's just to acknowledge my presence and make small talk. Yeah. And yeah, I I agree. I've had uh, some experiences where I've been like, I don't know if I'm really in the mood for this, but um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, I've never liked hosting in that sense. Um, oh God. Hosting a party is. It just, it makes ugh. me, yeah. It, again, feel kind of exposed where it's just like you get, you see me probably flustered a little bit and like, I'll just feel like things aren't quite perfect. Yeah. Like this is why I didn't want a wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I was just like, no, like the, levels of my perfectionism in terms of like something that's supposed to be like that level of a party Mm -hmm. would have just like killed me from the inside yeah and I I can plan a party for myself heartbeat fine pick a theme something fun for other people which is what I've learned throw a party where other people get to do something fun and then I have the most fun Mm -hmm. watching them do it um I I don't like throwing other people birthday parties because I put way too much pressure on myself. Mm. And I, that's mm-hmm. where my kind of like, like my husband's birthday last year, like I really outdid myself and now I'm like, Oh shoot. Now I'm going to have to really, <laughs> but it's fun because his birthday's near Christmas. So, um, I just kind of like did some extra special stuff and it was fun to plan his birthday, but it was also, it took so much orchestrating and so many moving pieces. Yeah. And, I had to order things that were planned to happen two months in advance because it was Christmas and like I ordered shirts and I got those made like so far in advance, Yeah, and, yeah. you know, and it was just like so many moving pieces and I mean, it paid off and he loved the party and had a great time. But again, it's that birthday pressure where I'm like, I want you to have a good time and I feel responsible. Yeah. And if it doesn't like go off beautifully, then, you know, you ha- you have to yeah take the responsibility for that and be like fuck I'm sorry like yeah I messed this up and like yeah I remember this um god and this is why I will never throw a surprise party again I did I'll I'll make this short but I I was dating this guy and he was a miserable son of a bitch and um I threw him <laughs> no seriously um I threw him a a surprise party because he had been kind of like down in the dumps he was a little depressive anyway um. So, you know, I, it was 
so many bells and whistles and I didn't drive a car at the time. Mm. So I had to get like a lot of people to help me, which I'm not great at asking for help. And so yeah. that was a little bit embarrassing in some ways. And uh-huh. then like certain things went wrong. Like my friend, my good friend who like went and got like, I ordered all these helium balloons and mm-hmm. she went and got them. And then like his roommates weren't home to let her mm-hmm. in. So she had to like sit outside his house and wait for them while I'm trying to like get him to not be at home. And like, and I don't even know how long she had to, like, I just, a lot of things went wrong and it was a horrible, Oh my god! it was just like, so like my stomach was in knots the entire day, whatever. And then, you know, I had gotten like all this food. It was all out of my budget, mm. but I was doing it anyway. Cause I was just trying to please this motherfucker. Cause he was so impossible to please. Anyway, we get there, like finally getting back to the house. And I'm like, the surprise portion of it actually goes off well. And the decorations yeah. look great. And like, everyone's like, Oh, surprise. Da, da, da. Yeah. Should have known. He hated it. Of course hated it and then it was just awkward he made it so awkward and then like the party didn't like really go off and then I think people just kind of like left and then he spent a lot of time like telling me how I just reminded him like of how like like friendless he is or something I was just like oh fuck you dude yeah this guy is the worst right but like I think that like parties are so fucking tricky that way because you don't know it so much depends on everybody's mood yes how the just general day goes like if yeah. there are any like disasters if anything goes wrong like yeah you can never and you can never plan that you can't shit plan for that shit and yeah but then it's so embarrassing when things don't go well and it's your job to mm-hmm. have made them go well yeah 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 so that shit i can't yeah i can't You know, and a surprise party is a thing, like, I've only had one thrown for me, and it was horribly planned and executed, and it was um, so, so long ago, Um, and I was just kind of like, I don't want anyone to ever have to even, like, try to think about throwing me a surprise, like, I just don't, it's, I I can see how many moving pieces there are, and I'm like, I don't want anything to do with that. Yeah. Um, so the the whole party thing to not party. And then also like the kind of like, I, I had a little spell of it this year was kind of like the birthday blues. Oh yeah. Those are very common. Yeah. I just kind of, well, we, we also, we started our morning with like kind of some heavy, really heavy stuff. And Mm. then, um, it just kind of like, you know, it's like, then I don't know. It wasn't like getting older. It wasn't like I could put my finger on it and say like, oh, I was having like this existential angst about getting a year older. It was something, I don't know what it was. It was, sometimes it just settles on you. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I get that a lot on my birthday. I have for many years and yeah, I don't know exactly what it is. I think that maybe just kind of, it's not a normal day because you just naturally have to think a little bit more about yourself. Yeah. And, and then it's just like, ugh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what do you, and like the thing that happened to me this last time was I was like, what do I want the day to be? And mm. I had no idea. Mm. I just knew that we had plans for later, but I was like, those could also be canceled at any minute. Like I'm not married to those plans. So I was like, what do I want to do? And then I was like, mm. <laughs> like, I don't know. You know, it's just, I felt kind of like. Yeah. Blackluster. Yeah. And I mean, I think. That's kind of normal. I, I anymore. I'm kind of getting to the point where I'm like, whatever happens on 
my birthday, I'm just going to fucking go with it. Yeah. Like, well, it's like New Year's Eve in that way. Like, yeah, it's exactly. It's kind of like built up. Yeah. And then it like happens and you're kind of like, here it is. And like one out of every seven are like really like, oh yeah. my God, that was such a crazy good whatever. And totally. the rest of them are like, yeah, it's a birthday. Or like, oh, it was New Year's, you know? That's why I don't really even like the idea of like milestone birthdays just because of that and because of how like yes, um, sort of uh, tumultuous in nature <laughs> they can be. Yeah. It's like you can't plan for a perfect day. If it happens, that's awesome. But like to expect like, oh, when I turn 40, it's going to be amazing. Right. Like, best birthday ever. Like. Because <laughs> you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. No. And, and also too, like life happens, you know, and so say like nobody can show up or something. Like right. that's another thing too. Then it like makes you start to feel really bad about yourself and all of that. But it's like, no, it's just another day in everybody else's life. And like, yeah, sometimes it works out great. And, and sometimes it doesn't. doesn't. Yeah. So yeah, it's like, that's the thing too, is try to think, trying to not take things personally on your mm-hmm. birthday is hard also. Yeah. It's just like, it's just, it's just your birthday. Yeah. And like we, um, a lot of our friends are having milestone 40 and 50th birthdays. Um, and a lot of us are close in age. So they seem to be like happening at around the same time. And it's just been like, I want to celebrate milestone birthdays with people and I understand how important they are and, you know, but I, I'm kind of with you in that I'm just like, I don't, it makes me nervous to even think about it. Like we had a friend who really did it beautifully because she threw herself, um, a 40th milestone and it was like a gift for everyone else because she set up a a van or like a bus to go to uh, Mexico and we did like we went TJ spent the evening there and did a lot of fun stuff and like mm-hmm. and it was it was just so effortless yeah. it was like she but she's that way she's yeah. a planner it was yeah super well planned and and a really good idea and it was just super fun for everybody yeah um, and it wasn't like we uh, uh, you had somebody had to rent the space and then there's somebody right. had to order the cake and it's like right and then also at each place like we have to figure out the bill because it was kind of one of those prepaid yeah things, it was and so then effortless kind of, yeah it was it was really nice I think that that was a really smart choice. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, but maybe that's not for everybody. Like for me, yeah. I, I wouldn't have wanted that birthday for myself. Right. Only because I would have been stressed out the entire time. Like something went wrong or people weren't having fun or like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Like that's just too many bells and whistles for me. Even if it's like mm-hmm. super well planned out and it's kind of like you have like a cruise director like we did. Yeah. Um, but for her, it was perfect. Yeah. So you have a, a landmark birthday, a milestone, whatever the hell they oh, are. I do. Coming up this year. And yeah. what are you going to do for it? I'm going to Maui. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is just like perfect. Yeah. I, I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than finding a hammock mm-hmm. and reading books like the 90-year-old woman that I am and I'm going to turn. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that it's a... Perfect way, because I'm going basically far enough away where it's like, 
I'm just going to leave everything behind and yes. set all that shit down. Like Perfect. set life down and be like, I'm a world away yeah. and I'm just chilling. It's so beautiful to just, you know. Just great vibes in Hawaii. Ultimate relaxation. Yeah. Yeah. That That's the perfect way to do it. Just I'm looking like forward to it very much. Birthday getaway for sure. like I always kind of want to spend my birthday on my own. Mm-hmm. Because I get kind of bluesy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it sucks to put that on other people. But at the same time, it feels really sad to be alone on your birthday too. Mm-hmm. But alone in a hammock on your birthday. And I'm not going to be alone. Yeah. But I mean, sp- spending the day in quiet solitude mm-hmm. like I want. Yeah. But then also like. Yeah. The yeah. best birthday I've had, like, I mean, in a in several years was like an unexpected, like, Jamie and I were in Mexico City and it was just the two of us and we just like walked around mm-hmm. and we didn't have any plans and it was lovely and like we just played it by ear and at one point we went back to the Airbnb during the day and like I just laid on the couch and like had a glass of wine and did my mm-hmm. favorite thing in the world which is like watched like music videos from the <laughs> 90s nice. and like you know it was just yeah, that sounds like a perfect day yeah and it was like it's like all the things that are like maybe I don't know. Like, maybe it's like, what do you like to do? Like, not yeah. not other people, like you. Yeah. What's, what fills you up, right? Totally. I mean, because I was just thinking, like, that sounds like a really cool day because Mexico City is perfect for, like, contemplative walking. Yeah. And, like, yeah. that's great. Like, yes. I'd be so into that. And we just walked and walked and walked. And then there's always, like, a little bar you can stop in for, like, a little snack. Like, and all day, all day we, like, didn't even have, like a set meal like we were just like walking and snacking and like fun and yeah and just kind of drinking as we went and it was like yeah it was a really that was a really good birthday I mean I feel lucky that I'm very loved and I'm very supported and so I've had great birthdays and I am especially lucky that having a birthday on Valentine's Day that the people around me have generally like been super supportive and like acquiesced I mean not that my friends are the type to be like um, no, we're going to get, you know Ruth's Chris tonight we can't but you know like I yeah. do, but it is it is nice that people can kind of you know can you remember a birthday like I don't know maybe we don't want to dredge up these memories but like your worst birthday or a birthday where you just felt totally. like what the fuck there was one that's like goes down as like the saddest one on record. Like, I think I was 17 and my friends all had dates because that age. Um, and no, and my friend who was supposed to hang out with me, her like mega crush, all of a sudden, like yeah. something fell through for him. So uh-huh. now he was um willing to hang and she like had to break it to me and then I was like, well, at least my mom will get home and, like, I can tell her and, like, we can go, like, maybe out to eat or, like, we can figure something to do. My sister was staying the night at a friend's house. I was home alone and watched the Elvis and Priscilla, like, VH1. Like, not even the good one. Like, the Elvis and Priscilla VH1 story in my mom's bed with, like, all the lights off. And, like, it was one of those things where, like, I was so sad that... You know, like when you're watching something and then like when it's off, you look around and it's pitch black in the room that you're in and you're like, oh God. That's even more depressing. Yes. And then I looked around and everything was black and like I just started crying. 
And I was like, where's my mom? And it was like before cell phones. And then like, yeah, by the time she came home, she felt so bad. But um, it was like there was no way to communicate. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. she had no idea that I was, you that weren't my plans fell through because right. I was supposed to be like, going out to dinner with my girlfriend and like yeah and then I had a car but I mean it's 17 I was like where the fuck am I gonna go yeah exactly. like everybody's out I'm gonna run into people everywhere I go and it's just gonna be so I think that one was like no yeah that was a pretty that was a pretty bad one yeah that does not sound like a good time yeah um yeah. but yeah I mean they've been way way uphill ever since then so <laughs> Oh, that's good. What about you? Do you have one that was like particularly uh, trying? I'm sure. Well, I'm sure you did. I mean, yeah, yeah. Oh God. Oh, my twenty-first birthday. Oh Lord Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> it was a great day. It was a great day. Um, for those of you who don't know, my birthday is on nine eleven, and um, nine eleven two thousand one was my twenty-first birthday. And, uh, so sucks. It was a terrible day. I bet. Yeah. God, yeah. It was I, a terrible day in general. Yeah. I mean, just. I mean, and then it was sweet because my friends and my sister, like, they tried so hard, but it was mm-hmm. just, you know, because we, we had plans that night to, um, we go out to like one of my favorite restaurants in Portland and then to go bar hopping. And we had these like bars that we wanted to go to. And it was just going to be this great night of like dancing and drinking and mm-hmm. whatever. And like all of our favorite places around town. And uh, we, we tried still to make that happen. They were like, no, we're still going to take you out. But it was just like, it was so fucking depressing. So like um, we go to the restaurant and because it's, you know, one of the best restaurants or at least at the time, it's changed a lot in Portland, but at the time it was one of the best restaurants in Portland. And so people kept their reservations because mm-hmm. I don't think anybody knew what to do. It was just like yeah. this collective shock. Yeah. And so we we were there and the restaurant was packed, but it was dead silent. Mm. It was just so weird because everybody mm. was just sort of in this state of like bewilderment and you know, the wait staff who had to go to work were just sort of, you know, they were there, How but they we weren't keep there. Going through the emo- yeah, you're going through the motions at that yeah. point. You're just like, and you know, and then I'm ordering like birthday dessert and it was like, I don't think that they sang. If they did, I blocked it out. Um, and then, and then even after that depressing dinner, like we, we tried going out and the bars were open and they were dead of course so it was always it was just us and the bartender and like they would just you know learn that it was my birthday have the tvs on like watching the towers fall like not even looking at it just like pour me a shot yeah and then just like slide it over to me and just be like sorry (laughs) yeah and we tried it a couple of times and then finally we just gave up and went home and it was like fuck and then yeah. I just like I think I just cried all night. Yeah, it's oh, and twenty first birthdays are just generally I feel like pretty bad. Yeah, like I don't I don't know anyone who has had like a, a landmark like fucking red letter. But I mean, twenty first birthday. Think that unless you had like a really great fake ID, just the fact that you don't even have to worry about like going into any bar that you want to mm-hmm. go into is kind of a cool novelty. Yeah. So even like unless you're not a drinker, like I mean, it's kind of it's kind of a cool birthday. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, I feel like I had been like served alcohol and I knew my places 
that I could go, sadly. But yeah, on my 21st was the night that my mom graduated from nursing school and I had the flu. Oh. So like my big moment was ordering like a glass of red wine with dinner. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah, it was it was really something. And then I was feeling super queasy. So like I, I don't even think I finished it. We should but, do a, a 21st birthday round two at some point. And please. And just be like... We're both turning 21 again. Yeah, older ladies reliving their 21st birthday. Yeah, not sad or weird at all. I just need a do-over. Not yeah. trying to be 21. And I just need a do-over. Desperately going to need you to ask me for my ID. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. It happens less and less. Yep. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. But, I mean, it's, it's kind of nice because... Well, and then, of course, so much time has gone by, so it's not, like, top of mind. But for years after, when I would get carded, every time people would look at my ID, they'd just be, bummer about your birthday. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah. You're like, yeah, thanks. Thanks for bringing it up again. Yeah. It's weird having, like, a birthday with, like, a memorable, like, occasion to it. Because mm. people see mine, and they either, they could do one of two things. They either go, oh, Valentine, baby. And, uh-huh. um, which I'm just like. No. and then um or they're like "Ooh, valentine's day what what's that like you know like Mm -hmm. and just kind of like yeah i don't know but more often than not it's oh valentine baby why do people love valentine's day dude i I don't get it i do not get it i fundamentally do not understand yeah i um yeah look i have a lot of opinions (laughs) as you might imagine um yeah uh another uh thing about birthdays that gets weirder as you get older is gifts oh yeah like I love to give a gift on a birthday but here's the thing a lot of my friends have like birthday parties or like gatherings yeah and like I'll bring a bottle of wine to the party because not because but because like, that's what I would want them to do for my birthday. Yeah. And I'm not the type of person who keeps a ledger. However, mm. I do remember, like, it's very kind if you've you bought me a birthday gift. But then I do this weird thing in my mind where I'm like, this person bought me something for my birthday. And then I just brought a bottle of champagne to oh, their party. yeah. And I'm like, oh, I should have, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I should be tracking that information more closely or something. Yeah, I, I I wonder about this sometimes too, but I, I think that because in my family, oh bless you, cat boy, my cat sneezed. Um, so the, yeah, in my family, birthdays were always way less of a event. Yeah, and less of a gift giving time. I mean, we got birthday presents and stuff, but like the holidays were much more our season, and so I I kind of fluctuate. And birthdays for me, it's like I've either found something that's worth giving to you. Yeah. I'm not going to go out of my way to shop for birthday presents. Like if I find something cool. Yeah. Or like, yeah, it'll be more like a bottle of wine situation. Or yeah. if we go to an expensive dinner, mm-hmm. like like either buy or help buy their dinner. Right. You know, it's more kind of that vibe for yes. birthdays for me. Yes. Um, Same. Yeah. But yeah, it is weird. Like you don't know if like people expect something. Right. Or like if you've gotten them a birthday present one year and then not another year. Like I wonder what happened this year. Yeah. But then, yeah, I'm with you because sometimes it's just like you find the right gift Mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, this so made me think of you. Like I had to do it. Or even the timing is right where, you know, they were having a party and they told you long enough in advance and you had enough time 
and just time in your schedule to kind yeah. of like go, oh, I have time to like shop for a gift or whatever, yeah. or I have enough money right now or whatever. Yes, 100%. And like a lot of it for me is like, um, I've been invited to many birthday parties uh, that are like friends of friends who are like becoming my friends, mm. which is very nice. And then I always bring a bottle of whatever their favorite alcohol is. Mm-hmm. Like always. Yeah. Like I'm just like, oh, what what's their drink? You know what I mean? And then like you bring that and I'm like, okay, perfect. But that's what I, I do now for parties, even with like my close friends, like, especially if they like red wine, sometimes I will buy like a nicer bottle and be like, put this one away if you want. <laughs> like, you know, I got it here yeah. or I, you know, we'll get like a nice bottle of champagne or something. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, it, it's really weird. The whole gift thing. Yeah. I mean, it's such a cheesy, cheesy phrase, but like your presence is the present. <laughs> like, I it's, kind of feel that way a bit. It's true. With, especially, you know, with busy adult schedules. Like, mm-hmm. you made the time to, like, chill with me on my birthday. Like, cool. That's fine. Yeah. My, like, you don't have to get me anything. And then, like, I feel like once you... Like, my dad has, like, this easy in every year that's, like, always... He hits it out of the park is mm-hmm. he sends me... Because my birthday is always right around Mardi Gras. And I... One year, I told him that I was, like, I'm, king cake is one of the only things I can't get out here. So, mm. he overnights me king cake. That's so sweet. It's so sweet. And he does, he overnights two because um, he did two one year and Jamie brought one to work and it was a big hit. So, now he loves hearing about how everyone loves the king cake. Uh, yeah. Our work has basically come to expect it. Yes. That's what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it's almost tradition at this point because it's been happening for so many years where people so are like, funny. it's king cake time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So it, yeah, it's nice. We have a couple king cakes. I bring one to work. He brings one to work. For um, those who don't know, what is a king cake? Um, King's cake um, is, there's a similar uh, cake celebrated um, on King's Day. I think it's King's Day and some other cultures, but essentially it has to do, I don't, I don't know. I'm going to give you a really, really bad answer. Um, <laughs> it has to do with... I think religion, Catholicism, the birth of baby Jesus. So there's like in the king cake. So let me give you like, I, I cannot give you the historical answer, but here, I'll, yeah, I'll, just give, like, I'll give you the it? cultural, I'll give you the cultural answer. Or just the aesthetic answer. The king cake <laughs> is uh, around a shape. Just imagine like um, an oblong donut, but that's not as dense that really has more of the texture of like a cinnamon roll. Mm. Um, and it can have different fillings. Like some have cream cheese, some have strawberry or raspberry, which I'm just like, get that out of here. Um, I don't mind cream cheese. I like a praline pecan, but not if it's too sugary. And then on the top, and my husband thinks that I'm absolutely blasphemous because I take this part off because I don't like icing, but there's a white icing on the top and then um, colored sugar, sugar that's been dyed. And it's been dyed usually um, purple, green, yellow. Um, and so in Louisiana, when it's carnival season, um, you can find for weeks, sometimes months, king cakes at grocery stores. And then there are certain bakeries that do kind of more old school ones. Some mm-hmm. are newer. But the interesting thing about the tradition is there's a plastic baby that is put in the cake. <laughs> so weird. It's just like a little baby. Um, and the person who gets the baby has to buy the next king cake. And so because in many New Orleans, like, offices and et cetera, like, every office I worked in, like, 
that was the tradition. Like as soon as I think it's King's Day, as soon as that happens, it has to do with Catholicism and I'm not sure what the origin day is, but as soon as they're available, somebody, usually like the manager or whoever, just whoever does it, Mm. brings it in. Mm -hmm. And then it kicks off carnival season and whoever gets the baby has to bring the next king cake. The next year? No, nope, the next week. Oh, my next, God. All through the season. All through the season. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Yeah. So you just are eating so much oh cake. Oh, my God. That's so a lot of cake. It's a lot It's of a cake. brilliant um, way to sell cake, though. It's great. And then <laughs> my dad used a place for a long time called Paul's Pastries, and they're um, in uh, Mississippi. I don't know if they're still in Picayune or not, but anyway... They were, they're fine. Um, but this year he went all out and went to Randazzo's, which is Ooh. the jam. I don't know what that mean, means, but I'm sounding very impressed because it's, it seems like it's, it's impressive. very, very. Okay. It was so good. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I had to have Jamie get it out. I was like, you have to get this out of the house because it's like a whole cake. And mm. I'm just like, oh my God. <laughs> but then it was wonderful because we wound up having it for breakfast. And yeah. So what is your favorite birthday treat? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I enjoy having king cake. Um, Doesn't have to be sweet. Oh, wow. Everything just changed. <laughs> what about you? You answer first because I don't know. Uh, my mom makes this really, really weird dish. Um, and it's rice-based and it has like marinated chicken, um, pineapple. It's going to sound insane. Pineapple, chopped green onions, tomato, Cheddar cheese, crispy noodles. Whoa! And you pour gravy over the whole thing. What? What is it called? She calls it Javanese chicken, but I don't think it's actually from Java. But who knows? (laughs) Um, And it was like my favorite favorite meal. And she would make it every year for my birthday, and we would put it on um, a plate that says "I am special today." Aww, and it was just like a really great treat tradition that I always looked forward to and it was like it was fun because whenever like the two or three friends I had in high school um (laughs) when I would have them around for my birthday um I would have her make it and they were like this is the weirdest thing I've ever seen and I like kind of got into that oh it also had toasted coconut on it it has like all these crazy ingredients that like shouldn't go well together but it is freaking delicious yeah Next time we go up to the Pacific Northwest, we'll go to my mom's house and I'll yes. make her make please, it. Please, please, please. It's really delicious. But yeah, that was always my favorite birthday treat. Uh, the other one was, um, I love, love, love angel food cake with strawberries. Mm. But I think that was my sister's favorite, so I won't steal it. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think I love, I mean, with sweets, like you're never going to disappoint me with ice cream. Mm-hmm. Um, I love ice cream mm-hmm. of any kind, of all kind. I love a coconut cake or a coconut cream pie. Anything coconut. Anything coconut. I just really love it. I'm with um, you on that. Also, I mean, if you serve me like a slice of like dark chocolate flourless cake with a nice glass of red wine, mm. I'm in fucking heaven. Um, yeah. And I it, <laughs> remember the dessert we got at the Dresden. Oh my God. It, well, <laughs> they were like, well, the, the funny part was the lead up. So. Yeah. We get to the restaurant and Jamie snuck off to like tell the maitre d' like, oh, it's my wife's birthday. She's the one and, you know, the black top or whatever, which would not have done anything. (laughs) It's not a good descriptor. It's not a good descriptor (laughs) because we all wear a lot of black. Um, But yeah, so he's, I guess, goes over and tells the guy and the guy goes, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, that's so exciting. Well, we love that. We'll take care of it. We've got something special that we do. 
And it turns out to be a scoop and a half, let's say. Yeah, yeah. Of Mm -hmm. um, either dryers or briars. It was definitely one of those. Um, It it was not house made. I'm just going to say that. And it was vanilla and not even vanilla bean. No, it was like vanilla extract vanilla. Vanilla extract vanilla. And there was, it was in a, a... a really a wine glass that was too big if they were only going to put the amount of scoops they did in. Yeah. Because it was the, the glass was big, the scoops were s- small and, compared to the goblet. Yeah. And then they also had like um, a candle. There was a candle. But, and then um, also like um, the plastic bottle um, caramel drizzle. Oh, yes, that's right. <laughs> Which I was like, oh. That you're like, this is some Hershey shit. Yeah, I was immediately like, this is Smuckers. I can tell. Smuckers, I yeah. know what this is. I was like, I've had this before. It was just it, so funny. It was funny coming from them that that's what they would serve, but it was actually on par with like the evening we'd had in yeah, terms yeah. of the food they but were they serving. Were like, We've got this ice cream yeah. dish. We've got this ice cream dish is what they say. And it yeah. was just scoops of ice cream with some caramel drizzled on top. Yeah. And Jamie's like so disappointed when it comes out and I'm like just thrilled because I'm not Whatever, expecting it's it. Ice cream. And it's ice cream. And I'm like, oh my God, yay, I get to blow a candle out. You know, it's always fun. Uh-huh. And he just looks so disappointed. And so everyone's like kind of playing along and no one's really saying anything. It's like, I have a bite. And then I'm like, you know, I pass it around, spoons for everybody. And uh, Lily and I just kind of look at each other and I'm like, it's it's good. I mean, um, it's not house made. You're like, this is Briars, Dryers. <laughs> like, I don't know which one, but it's, it's definitely, I'm like, yeah, I've had this. It I was like, certainly was. And I was like, and the caramel, that's some smucker shit. Like, I know that. I mean, they were familiar flavors, so that's yeah, nice. Yeah, exactly. It did, did kind of harken back to my youth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, it was kind uh, of funny. Yeah. And uh, we used to, as kids, get, um, did you guys have a Mexican restaurant growing up that did fried ice cream? Yes, I loved fried ice cream. Yeah. I was obsessed with flan, but I would occasionally do fried ice cream for the novelty of it. Yeah, on our, on our birthdays, we would get fried ice cream, and it was, wow. I mean, how do they do it? I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so, um <laughs> I feel like uh, there's just, I, I, you know, I really would love if you guys like wrote in or commented or let us know um, kind of like birthday horror stories or like bad birthdays or just yeah. funny things. That or if happened. you're one of those people who just love, love, loves your birthday because yeah. you exist, I I think I've met some. Yeah. But I'm always We have friends who do like mystified. birthday week. Oh yeah, birthday week. Birthday week. Birthday week. Um, yeah, and then my um, my sister in law's father. I think if I'm remembering the story correctly, I think he calls it Holy Week. Oh, <laughs> and like does like a whole thing, you know? Nice. Like, and I think there are those people who are just like, I deserve to be celebrated. Celebrate me. I mean, I like that sort of concept of like. Not necessarily taking a week and making everybody celebrate you, but like taking a week and slowing down and, and doing being good like, for yourself. And yeah, I'm like, I deserve some time off. I'm not going to, you know, bust my ass this week. I'm going to like be more mindful of my time. Yeah. Like, that's a cool thing. Yeah. And then, like, I mean, if you do take the week and you're like more mindful of like, you know what, I am going to do this thing. Because, like, it's my week. And, like, yeah. it, you might, like, find yourself, like, doing something where you're like, I should do this more often. Like, why don't I get a massage more regularly? I or- mean, it might ha- help stave off the birthday blues, too, if, like, you're kind of bookended with other cool things. Yeah, and then you're mm-hmm. just like, tired of it by <laughs> Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm ready for my birthday to be over. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. I've never really done that. 
but maybe I'll try it someday. Some year. Maybe this is the year while you're in Hawaii. You oh, well, that. <laughs> yeah. I guess. I guess I'm taking a birthday week. You are. You're taking a birthday week, mm-hmm. as you should. You're mm-hmm. deserving of it. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I mean, I'm sure there's a ton of shameful birthday stuff that I'm just not even thinking about. Well, I think, you know, we didn't really touch on it at all, but we're definitely going to do an episode um, I think we've said this before but like on aging shame oh and just age shame in general but mm-hmm. this we just wanted to kind of like keep it very specific to just like yeah birthdays in general and like it's okay if you don't like them and yeah. it's okay if you love them but yeah. like just know that everybody no matter how like together their life seems have had like really fucking bummy birthdays really bummy birthdays and like not everybody had families growing up who celebrated their birthday Jamie's uh, parents just told a story about they were going on a road trip and they didn't want to cancel it and he had the flu and he was literally like throwing up in the back seat on his birthday and like wound up like in the like emergency room to get like hydration and fluids and like I love my in-laws but I was just like (gasps) like you know I'm so like protecting my husband like it was his birthday he was a kid but but he's like after dinner, uh, he was like, yeah, that was um, definitely my worst birthday. Yeah. But he got a Nintendo. So he was like, but I was young enough that, like, all I could think about was the Nintendo. Oh, okay. So the side effects of the flu were, like, <laughs> less crazy. Just, when can I play with the Nintendo? So. Well, yeah, I mean, I we, we didn't touch on this either, but I think, like, also kind of being poor had a lot to do with whether or not you really enjoyed your birthday, <laughs> like, growing up or, yeah, you know. Yeah, it 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 made a difference, I think. Yeah. Well, some people's parents definitely threw them big parties. Oh, yeah. Like, I went to friends' pool parties and things like oh, that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Or, like, did you ever watch that show, My Super Sweet 16? 16? Yeah. I remember watching that and when I was in, I think I was in high school or college when that show was on, probably college, um, and just thinking, like, what? What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah. What Who happened? Who are these people? Yeah. Exactly. But, like, even that, I'm, like, I can't imagine that amount of pressure. And, like, it's all this, like, weird social structure contest between it's who's invited like and who's not. It's like, like, da, da, da. Yeah. Debutante, kind of. And then, like, does yours outdo Alexis's? Like, you know. What a nightmare. Yeah, no. It sounds, looks like a total nightmare. Yeah. My super sweet 16. I think SNL parodied it and did, like, a oh. really good, like... It's it's ripe for parody. Yeah, because it's it's just... It's something that shouldn't exist at that level of, like, wealth and just... Just lavish, excessive yeah. spending. Yeah, I mean, I... I had some wealthier friends and, you know, I definitely remember going to some birthday parties and being like, whoa, but never anything to that level, obviously. Yeah. But then also just kind of never being into it enough to be like, I wish this were me. Yeah. Same. Like, I just liked going to the party. Like, Mm -hmm. I was like excited that. You know, I was like at a party at the roller rink or like I was at oh, a party. roller rink birthdays were the yeah. best. Yeah. I never had one, but I remember them. They were great. Yeah. I want, yeah, I would, I would love to do a roller rink birthday. Yeah. That would be a super fun one. Oh, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, thanks for joining us. Yeah. Hey, and if it's your birthday, happy birthday. Yes. Happy birthday. Yeah. Whenever you're listening, oh, if it's your birthday. Here's an interesting thing. Do you have any traditions, like songs you listen to on your birthday? Mm. No. 
I always, okay, so I'm reading um, R. Eric Thomas's book that every single person should read. I've been carrying it around oh, since I got it in the mail and I haven't so, started it yet. so good. It's called Here For It. Um, I highly recommend his writing anywhere you can find it, but this book is extraordinary. He's a head writer for L.com. Uh, he recaps the news. Um, he's a gem. He's a gem. And, you know, I, I've always, every year, I make a point to listen to Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday because oh. that feels like the happy birthday song. Yeah. And in the book, it like it did my heart so good because he wrote this thing about how when you're at a white person's birthday party, they sing happy birthday. He's like, but that's not black happy birthday. We all know the black happy birthday is the Stevie Wonder oh, song. Awesome. <laughs> and he and he does this, I'm not going to spoil it, but this beautiful way of writing about it and talking about how the cultures are different. And um, it just made me laugh and it made me feel like, like kind of hip. So I was like, yeah, like that's, like my, that's my birthday, birthday song, song too. I've been listening to it every year for like, a lot of years. <laughs> awesome. I mean, oh, talk about brand new information. I just this year learned that my wife's birthday song is 50 Cent. Oh, it, that's the old it's your birthday yeah. party and drink Bacardi and the whatnot. Yeah, 50 Cent. She loves him. That's like she loves to dance to him. She loves to listen to him on her birthday and in general. And I was like, I don't know you at all. That is so funny. Yeah, I know. It, it's it's a whole thing. It's hilarious. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> Mir what is it? Not miracles cease to exist. I don't know. I'm trying to come up with some phrase. One never ceases to amaze or wonders never cease. Wonders never cease. Yes. Yeah. I don't even know where that came from. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you for joining us. Yes. Um, yeah, find us on the interwebs shamepod.com or at shamepod if you're on lay socials mm -hmm. we're on most um places where you can listen to podcasts yeah um, if you don't see us on one that is your preferred let us know yeah um and then also rate like. and comment rate like subscribe yes comment. on the apple podcasts situation because it's that's helpful for us that's super helpful for us yeah um thank you for continuing to listen and if you're new um happy birthday yeah <laughs> always just always, always happy, happy birthday. birthday and we will see you next next tuesday, tuesday. <laughs> we really need to make a song out of I it know, all right for sure. bye, <laughs> bye.